There was one night when things were, were really, really sort of bad for me and I decided I'm going to go check out my local church and, and it wasn't open and I was thinking like, you know, how come, how come this place isn't open? I thought these places were open all the time. So I began to walk back home um, and there was like a bench like halfway between my house and, and the church. So I sat down there and contemplated my thoughts for a little while um, and one old, uh, well he used to be a friend of mine but we'd fallen out over a few things, money, girls, I can't really remember. He walks past me and I'm thinking to myself, oh god here we go as if my day can't get any worse, it's going to kick off. My childhood was that my mum brought me up with good morals and uh, good mannerisms and things like that. Um, and I was taught to believe in God, but I never actually prayed. At primary school, um, I was always sort of like the class clown, uh, the joker. Um, I had a lot of attention from girls um, and stuff like that. I had a lot of friends, a lot of people liked me. I was a very likeable child. <clears throat> At secondary school, I um, sort of changed really. I become more interested in gaming. Um, I played a lot of games online and I, I, had, I had really good sort of equipment for, for my age. I had a lot better gaming equipment than a lot of kids. So um, gaming sort of took over my life alongside sort of skating and going, going to the park as well. I was quite interested in, in skating and BMXing but um, towards the end of secondary school I, I got more into gaming so therefore I was, I was hanging around with sort of nerdy people and you know just discussing games at school. school so I was opening myself to bullying um, a little bit. So at school my, my GCSEs were pretty much flat C's that I was more concerned with, with, with gaming than, than studying um, but my favourite subjects were business studies and graphics. At the age of 16 was when I really began to sort of come out of my shell. My mum decided to move house to another town called Crawley um, and at this time is when I went to college as well um, and I took, took the decision to study um, business and IT. College is when I really started to come out of my shell. Uh, I had a moped, I was you know starting to get back into into girls and you know socializing with people again. Since getting a moped and going to college and seeing other people um, you know a few different cultures and things like that mixing with people I realized I was behind a little bit so I needed to catch up. So realizing that I had to catch up to you know where, where other more social and more popular people were at my age, I decided to hang around with a bad crowd because I knew that would get me there quicker. Older people, I would learn more quickly and, um, you know, progress faster. So at college I got kicked out of um, IT uh, for playing too many games just because I didn't enjoy the teaching style. But um, business, I was more interested in it, had my mind going a little bit better. So, you know, I decided to pursue business at university level. So my grades from college, they were pretty sort of mediocre. So uh, that sort of limited my choices into getting into top universities. Um, so I ended up doing um, a university course at a, at a sort of higher education college in Guildford, but it was all done sort of through the University of Surrey. Um, and quickly when I, when, I, when I went to that college, I made friends with people that were at the university because I was sort of popular and sort of a, a very outgoing guy. I was probably one of the most outgoing guys on my course. Um, I was actually made sort of course representative for that uni as well um, and I was really sort of out there. Studying business at university really had my mind going and I decided that I wanted to make money alongside doing my university course. 
at the, at the current time, I had a job sort of in McDonald's, minimum wage, seeing people back in, in the area that I was from, were making more money on the streets, you know. Um, I, wanted to, I wanted to see a bit more of that paper. And obviously, university, you get grants, they give you a couple thousand here, a couple thousand there, and I was getting more and more hungry for the money. Uh, I had a shop on eBay, uh, selling different bits and bobs, and I was making quite a good earning from that. Um, but this is when I started to get involved with street life because I was so hungry for the money, I just wanted more and more. And I tried making, you know, a bit of money on the streets um, and it all became a bit too much for me really. When I got into to year three of university, um, about a term in, you know, it just got too much and I sort of, I sort of shut down. I had, a bit of a, I had a bit of a breakdown, if you like, because I couldn't juggle everything at once. Like I said, I wasn't living at uni at this time, I was commuting um, and it all just got a bit too much for me. So after suspending my studies at uni, um, I was sort of left to manage the, the, the two things that I was still doing, which was a bit of eBay and a bit of, um, you know, making money on the streets um, and hanging around with, the, with a bad crowd, so which sort of led me away from the eBay money and more towards the, the money I was making on the streets. Um, so now I'd found my feet a bit better. Um, I had a nice bit of paper in my pocket. I laid down the paper and I got my full bike license in three days. I passed with no, no minors at all straight pass, um, you know, and I think the day after I went out and bought a big bike, FZR600, um, you know, I can do 0 to 60 in about 3.2 seconds, something like that. So, you know, I'm, t I'm 21 years old, I've got a big bike, um, and this really sort of put me out there and, and, and you know, got me real sort of gassed up. Um, you know, it was one of, one, of the, one of the best vehicles on the block, if you like, in my area. <clears throat> so as a means to sort of keep my, keep my bike on the road and, and, and do all these things, um, you know, I was getting deeper and deeper involved with crime. So one day I was on the way to a nightclub. Um, I had, you know, uh, quite a lot of drugs on me. Um, so I was on the way to the nightclub and we got stopped by the police. Um, it was nothing new to me. I'd been arrested quite a few times before, but this time they caught me with quite a lot of stuff and I was, I was quite worried. Um, and you know, it was all sort of at a point in my life where everything was was, uh, you know, bottom of the bottle. So they took me to the police station. I was really sort of worrying about um, you know, what they were going to find at my house, what they'd caught me with, the situation I'd been caught in. All of these things were, you know, playing on my mind um, and I was really starting to, starting to sort of panic. You know, me and my mum's relationship had been broken down over the, over the years because of the things that I was doing and this, this, this could possibly be my final straw. So I was sitting there in the cell for, for, for about an hour. I decided I was really sort of in a hole uh, and I felt like praying. I felt like, I felt like, you know, I needed a bit of God in my life. Um, I'd never made a prayer before, but I just felt like, you know, you know, oh God, I've, I'm in a situation right now that, that needs to be fixed. So I remember pressing the buzzer um, and asking the policeman for, for, uh, for the Bible, um, because, you know, my mum, if anything, was Christian, uh, even though she wasn't very practising. So um, I remember I pressed the buzzer and I asked, I asked the police officer for, for a copy of the Bible, um, and he just laughed at me, to be honest. He was laughing at me like I was, I was some little kid being brought up by, by sort of a single parent, you know. I always wanted to be the man and I knew I was more of a man than him. So the officer brought me the Bible, um, you know, never, I'd never even looked at a Bible before. I flicked through a couple of pages and I was, I was reading the Bible and it was really, really hitting me deep in the heart. See, I couldn't believe like I'd never read this book before, you know. So, you know, I spent that night pretty much, in, in that one night I probably read about a third of the Bible. And you know, it hit me so, so hard that um, you know, I decided to pray that night and I made quite a few prayers um, about the situation that I was in. So yeah, I was, um, I was released on bail 
Um, and I remember thinking, I, I was actually on the way, it was my first day, I was starting Travelex because I just got out of the police station, literally that day I started this new job. Um, so I was on the way to my new job in a taxi and I'm thinking to myself, how can I ask God for help when, um, you, know, I've, you know, I don't pray every day, I just, I just pray, prayed when I, when I needed something, when I was in a bad place. So this thought was sort of pondering in my mind, anyway I was walking towards Travelex. I noticed on my right there was a prayer room. Um, so I decided on my lunch break, I'm going to go to the prayer room and check it out. This sort of become, you know, a regular thing for me. Every day I went to work, I decided to pray. Um, and I was improving my sort of connection with God. Um, and I was meeting a lot of people in the prayer room that you wouldn't, you wouldn't really think. I see a lot of um, Muslim people in there and I noticed that they, they, they washed before they prayed. But, you know, I didn't want to become a Muslim. Um, I was more interested in, in, in Christianity. Everything was new for me. Um, and I was just happy with where I was at with the Bible. So at this time I was praying every single day, um, but my life, um, although I had a job, my outside life was, was going rapidly downhill. Everything was sort of crumbling. Um, I found myself using a lot of intoxicants at this time. There was one night when things were, were really, really sort of bad for me and I decided I'm gonna go check out my local church. So I remember I went up to the, up to the door uh, I tried to open it, it was about 10 o'clock at night, something like that, and, and it wasn't open. And I was thinking like, you know, how come, how come this place isn't open? I thought these places were open all the time. So I began to walk back home, um, and there was like a bench like halfway between my house and, and the church. Um, and we used to call it the thinking bench. So I sat down there and contemplated my thoughts for a little while. Um, and one old, uh, well, he used to be a friend of mine, but we'd fallen out of a few things, money, girls, I can't really remember. He walks past me and I'm thinking to myself, oh God, here we go, as if my day can't get any worse. It's going to kick off. Uh, and strangely enough, the brother comes up to me and he's been overly friendly with me, super friendly. And I'm thinking, what? What's this, what's this guy on? He's asking me how I am, how's my family? Like he's never asked me that question before. And I'm thinking, what, what, what is going on here, yeah? Um, so anyway, we began to chat for a little while and he explained to me that, um, you know, it's Ramadan, he's a Muslim, um, you know, and he started apologising for the things that had happened in the past, even though I thought in my heart that they were, they were my fault. Yeah, it really sort of, really sort of hit me in the face at how nice he was being to me. Um, I even had, had me thinking that maybe he's got an ulterior motive. But anyway, me and this brother started hanging out quite a lot, having some late night discussions, this and that. Um, and I began sort of asking him questions about Islam. Obviously during Ramadan he was really sort of practicing and into it and he was, he was really sort of gassed up by it, if you, if you know what I mean. And you know, it was a good time for us to meet because I just got on the praying and whatnot. And any questions I didn't know about Islam and he didn't know about Islam, he would go and ask his parents and they would tell him the answer and he would tell me the next day. So you know, we both were sort of learning about Islamic things at this time. One day I'm on, to, on, on my way to the gym, standard thing, and I had this, uh, I had this feeling I was like, today's the day I want to become Muslim. I'm thinking to myself, where, where's that thought come from? Um, you know, I, I really, I, I was like, I don't want to become a Muslim. Like, whatever, I tried to dismiss it anyway. Obviously, sitting in a sauna and a steam room, you've got, you got loads of time to think. And this thought keeps playing on my mind and playing on my mind. And I'm thinking, wow, where, where, where's this come from? So anyway, I, le I left the gym and I thought, you know what, I'll give, I'll give that power a call and, and see, see what he says. Um, so I gave him a call and I told him, I want to become a Muslim and um, you know, I had this thought that I wanted to become a Muslim anyway. He said, you know what brother, come and see me and uh, we'll talk about it further. So I went to go, go meet him, uh, we spoke about it for a while, it was all a bit strange, I had this you know, weird feeling inside of me, a very uplifting feeling. Um, and we decided that that was the day I was going to become a Muslim. So we went to the mosque, um, it, was, it was a beautiful day. We invited a few, few of my other Muslim friends, a couple of my, a couple of my friends 
who wasn't Muslim before had reverted to Islam as well, um, which was, you know, really shocking and strange. They come down um, and I gave them my shahada, alhamdulillah. Uh, it was the best day of my life so far. So after converting to Islam, I was still sort of on the road. Um, you know, I had a lot of, a lot of problems going on, um, this and that. And I decided that, you know, I need to seek some counselling. So I remember going to this counsellor, I had a couple of sessions with her and she told me that she can't help me anymore. Um, and she said, if you don't change your life within six months, you're going to be dead in prison or on the front page of a newspaper for something. And this, this really hit me in my heart. Um, and around the same time, my friends, um, they actually sat me down on the table and they said, Louis, listen, mate, you know, you're operating, you're operating too sketchy. You need to either take a holiday and come back and deal with your stuff or you need to move away. And this, this sort of really hit me and, you know, I realised that the way I was living my life was not the way that I wanted to continue to live my life. So I decided to uh, move away and actually relocate to Somerset. So I met Louis probably about six months ago. He told me about his story, that he had a bit of a road life. It was a mad life he lived. And since Islam came into his life, I think it's changed him dramatically. I'm a born Muslim. And to be honest, it's actually helped me work on my deen as well. So Louis has helped me as well as helped himself. He's praying five times a day. Um, when I met him, it was about two months before Ramadan. We went and sp spent time in the masjid, done itikaf. It was very blessed. I thank Allah for guiding him, guiding us. I've known him about five, six years, um, even more in fact, but we never really crossed paths in, in Jahiliya. As time went past, um, he kind of started chilling with us again. Uh, in fact, with another brother, um, who done the duty of every Muslim should be doing is getting to know someone, getting to get, just, just chilling with them, just chatting to him. And the particular brother started speaking to him, I'd say six months prior to before he became a Muslim. And, um, you know, which I would advise every single one of you who's watching this video right now is to do the same thing. Is if you know someone, is how, you know, is to spend time with them and get to know them. So as, as time went, um, you know, Louis kind of came to our gathering in terms of when we used to go chill, we used to go munch or whatever we used to get up to. Um, Louis, I think Louis liked the brotherhood that we gave. We, got, we were in Jahlia together and we're now trying to come onto Dean together. Um, I'm not, I can't say I'm practicing, but I'm trying. We're all trying. And uh, Alhamdulillah, we've come a, come a long way, even in terms of, even in terms of you know, chasing success in the Dean and Dunya, which is the balanced thing that we should always be chasing. Louis, I think what made him come to Islam was, like I said to you before, is, is a brotherhood that we offered. I wouldn't say that you know that we were practicing or we were you know we were very, very humble, pious people. We weren't. It was literally just just chilling with us and just just chatting to him. And I think most of the brothers, the boys that I chill with, they're not the Asian descent, the, the, the typical Asian descent. They were actually you know um, non-Muslims mainly. And my boy, you know, he's he's half white himself. So I've never been really been exposed to Asian friends as such compared to um, the boys that I've grew up with and like I said, trying to get on the dean together. So. So I think Louis liked the multicultural thing. Louis, Louis liked the brotherhood that we offer. We were quite different and unique in terms of how we conducted ourselves. And, um, and Louis was someone, someone who, if he liked something, he would give it his all. Just like I know him now. You know, he's passionate about what he wants and what to chase. Um, and yeah, he was a bit mad back in the days in terms of we all were. And I think what Islam brought to him, Islam brought that stability and that purpose of life. That in fact, what we all are chasing to this day. You know, we know that, you know, like as, as a Muslim we are, you know, we do struggle, we do sin, we, do, we, we go through trials and tribulations all the time. 
However, you know, you know what, what Louis needed and what we need is is a purpose, something to chase, something which is the truth. And uh, and in terms of as the society brings, we like escapism. We like material, we like materialistic things. We get up to evil things so easily, you know. And uh, and I think Louis, just like me and everyone else, that's what we were chasing. But Louis found Islam, and I found Islam. My brothers, like our boys, were trying to find Islam, the truth. And really, Islam has the answer to all these crimes and everything that goes on the streets. Islam has a is get communities and societies, you know, to to a next level. And I think that's that's what you know Muslims and Muslims fail to understand that. And I think, and that's what that's what really I think what attracted Louis to come to Islam. Do you know what? And the most important bit after someone becoming a Muslim is the aftercare, and that we all lack, that we all don't do. That we think, yeah, we got the, someone became a Muslim, I had to leave it. Yeah, we, yeah, we still get up to things that we try not to, but we come a long way. Um, so you know, that, I think that we should do. We should always just be grateful and remember where we came from. And I think that's what Louis liked again. That we weren't judgmental. We know that he had to catch up. We know he was in, you know, he came to Islam and trying to get get into, you know, the, how to pray and what, you know, all the basic things that he didn't know. Because obviously he needs to catch up, right? Um, so that that gave me opportunity to chat to him, to chill with him over six months that he was living with us. And then as time goes on, you know, you know, things progress, and uh, he did want to move on. He actually moved in with his mother away from Crawley, which I think was 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 the best, um, you know. Move, I think he made, and, and and which gave him more stability. You know, wallahi, you know, I, I saw Louis before Islam. I saw him now. It's completely different things. You know, mashallah, the guy, the guy, you know, he is not because of obviously because of his own efforts, but it was obviously the beauty of what Allah has bestowed upon his religion and what he, what Islam can do to an individual and to a community. Since I become Muslim, um, a lot of things have changed with me. I've become a lot sort of. Uh, I've become a lot more respectful to my parents. I pray five times a day. Um, I fast during the month of Ramadan. I give charity. Um, you know, I consider other people a lot more. I think previously I'd been a very, very selfish person. I'm always kind to, to other people. I'm always out there, you know, with the best intentions to help other people and, you know, do good in the world. And I want to become somebody that achieves something um, big. I think, you know, previously I hadn't had any hopes or ambitions other than to be uh, a gangster or be something, you know, be a, be a rapper or, or something like that. I hope that people can uh, benefit from my story. Uh, I'd just like to thank Roadside to Islam for giving me this opportunity. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.